Hey, hello, hello. Alex, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Very good, very good. Happy holidays and happy new year for 2024, I think it is now. Yeah, I think it is. Good stuff, good stuff. What's been happening? Oh, a lot of things. But uh, uh, how are you doing? I haven't heard from you in, in a while. Really good. Um, extremely busy with uh, Christmas and, and New Year's and getting injured in jiu-jitsu and, and that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. I hope you're okay now. I'm okay. My, I, I kind of got, like, kicked in the face and one of my teeth went through my I'm telling you, these, these my kids, they, they're really nasty. These little kids especially, they're, you know. Oh, for sure. For they're sure. vicious. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst when it's, like, young people thinking they're in, like, the – the olympics or ufc or something i i think it's mostly us getting older yeah that too (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which uh today we're celebrating beam being five years young exactly and it's going to be very interesting and i see people are starting to join in uh and uh, we will have uh, some uh, special guests with us that are not usually uh, joining, like uh, Guy Kuram, for example, who is uh, here with us, and maybe he will say a few words at some point. And obviously, our favorite community members, I think like all of them, basically, except for those who said that they cannot attend and asked us to record it, and they see that we are, so this is good. Yeah, I saw that DB was it, heading off to the, to the open ocean for a boating accident. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you have to lose those keys somehow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, uh, Loli also said he's going to join at some point. And uh, yeah, maybe other uh, team members will uh, also show their faces or at least voices. And uh, we do have a lot to talk about. I mean, five years, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of time on one, on one hand, but uh, on the other hand, we're just getting started. Exactly. Like, so much has happened in the last five years, like, in the world and in, in Beam space, uh, with crypto in general, and so much more, no doubt, on the cards for all of them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I think we will start with some like kind of short, uh, you know, uh, recollection, I would say, of the um, key events that happened. I mean, really, like if if we just uh, say, I don't know, like one percent of the things that happened in the last five years, I think it will take like half a day anyway. So we will just uh, keep it really brief and short. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, there are also probably new people here who... Uh, maybe don't uh, you know know the early days or haven't been here since the beginning. Even though some people have been here from the very beginning, which is great. And um, uh, so it was, um, I think it was February 2018 when like the first ideas of Beam and like first kind of uh, meetings started happening. Um, I think around February 2018, and then in March, we kind of officially kicked off. And uh, uh, it took about nine and a half months from absolute zero and being once developed from scratch uh, to get to the first version that went live on January 3rd, 2019. Uh, At that point, Bitcoin was already 10 years old. So it was the 10 year anniversary of the Bitcoin Genesis block as we like repeating, so very memorable date. And then we launched um, after four testnets, by the way, we did our homework, uh, three audits. So yeah, we were very well well prepared. And still it was one of the scariest days in my life, I think, you know, like, I mean, nothing even remotely compares uh, in terms of the pressure and the stress and the anticipation of like we launched the beam. And then the first block started happening very quickly because there were way more miners that when we expected or you know tried to uh kind of estimate based on service that we did and uh, we had to 
uh, invent this uh, initial difficulty that we started with, and we thought that we would have some, uh, you know, at least couple, like five or 10 minutes before the first block, and then they started coming like one after another, and guys said, what, what's happening? How did we have a bug? <laughs> yeah, but then turned out that we just uh, underestimated by like 100 times or something like that, the hash power that was binding beam uh, fr from the very beginning. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, it was a bear market, so not too many things were happening in 2019. And uh, uh, Beam was one of the uh, two projects uh, that used the amazing Mimblewimble protocol uh, that uh, launched that month. Green was the other one. Uh, we beat them to the punch by just two weeks, barely. Uh, but these were the two kind of anticipated launches of January 2019. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of the, the start in the early days. And uh, from there, we uh spent the last five years building a ton of interesting stuff um so those who obviously are long-time members of the community know but uh, uh i think one of the most uh, like several important key features that make beam unique today uh starting with the confidential assets so anyone can go and beam and create their own new coin which is exactly as confidential as beam which is a lot and uh, we also added Lilantus to the Mimblewimble. So now we have this hybrid protocol called Lilantus Mimblewimble, which is amazing because it allows us to have both interactive transactions from Mimblewimble and offline transactions and an anonymity pool uh, with up to 64K anonymity set, which is a lot. Um, and obviously it also solves all of the uh, kind of uh, linkability issues that the original Mimblewimble might have had. So that was also a great improvement. Uh, then we added the virtual machine and uh, uh, Vladi Gelfer, who is probably going to join us, one of the core developers, he did an amazing job on that. So he created an entire Beam virtual machine from scratch. And that also allowed us to uh, have smart contracts and applications. And uh, uh, so I don't know how many people technically know this, but all of these improvements, like all of the things that we built uh, in Beam, it's actually extensions of Mimblewimble protocol. So even though, like, I mean, in the early days, this like Mimblewimble was new and uh, very exciting, but you know, as time passes, uh, things tend to get forgotten. But I, I mean, we don't know to this very day who is the inventor and the creator of the Mimblewimble protocol. It was published anonymously and uh, we don't know who, who this person is. So, if, I mean, this person was a genius, obviously, because even though this protocol is crazy compact and uh, like can, can be described in a few short pages of the white paper that we started with, but it allowed us to build all those extensions, I mean, atomic swaps and uh, confidential assets and the virtual machine, all of these features, they use the extensions of Mimblewimble protocol. And also the combination with Zilantos was possible because these two protocols use a very similar cryptography. So. What I'm trying to say here is that technologically, we kind of milked, I think, the most possible, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I think, and still they, these features, they still keep coming, right? But uh, uh, we did use this Mimblewimble uh, as, as, as well as we could uh, to provide the best possible functionality and privacy. So that, Absolutely. yeah, that's how it went. Yeah, it's come like at the beginning. It was like n not even imaginable how far we've come. I think. I, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. It, it, so uh, you know, there was a lot of um, kind of uh, I would say opportunistic and kind of technologically driven uh, things that we did. Uh, like for example, uh, when we have added. Um, like hash, talk, hash locks and time locks to the, to the blockchain. So we used it for the atomic swaps, obviously, but we also used it to build uh, this kind of uh, lightning network style direct payment channels uh, and uh, a, a lot of other stuff. So yeah, it, it was a lot of experimentation and uh, uh, kind of figuring out how to use all of these things. Um, but one of the things that I would like to, so to kind of emphasize, I think that as, as one of the important things that I really like about Beam as a project is that we always kept all of the values of crypto as like decentralization, censorship resistance, privacy, um, 
because when I when I look into like what crypto have become uh, in the last even five years, uh, all of these you know talks about ETFs and centralized stable coins and all of that stuff. So a, a lot of the original values I think got somewhat either lost or you know uh, fuzzed a lot uh, through the through the years. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I really don't like it. I mean, I think that. Uh, uh, the original ideas of crypto, the ones that were manifested in Bitcoin, um, they are still important and they're still very relevant, even more relevant maybe than you know in the beginning. And uh, they should not be uh, you know, forgotten or should not be messed with. So I like that uh, Bean is still proof of work uh, and uh, uh, the person who implemented our um, Proof of work algorithm is Lolly. Um, so he helped us in the beginning uh, to adapt. We started with Equihash with custom parameters, but then he built an entire Beam Hash 3, which is the completely new uh, and very efficient mining algorithm uh, for Beam. Then that's what we're using today. Um, so proof of work and this proper decentralization is, is one point. Uh, I really like the fact that we have all of our applications being able to run locally inside your wallet. You don't need all those decentralized websites that can censor you uh, and deny you access, right? So this is the another important point. And obviously privacy. And uh, uh, I think that was a, a tweet today from Chris Black, which by the way, still didn't tweet about Beam. So that's our challenge for the next year to make him talk about us as well. Uh, I think he's mostly a Monero guy. Uh, but he said that it's funny, like only 1% of the developers are working on privacy-related projects for the entire crypto industry. And uh... yeah, it's one of the one of the sad but true aspects. I mean, Chris Black is the guy that that gets quite a bit of flack for like uh, calling out the the kind of. Uh, the pseudo decentralized stuff, right? Yes, yes, he's yeah. very adamant on uh, yeah. fake, fake decentralization and uh, uh, yeah, uh, virtue decentralization signaling. <laughs> Absolutely, and there's a lot of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. So uh, before we continue, I just want to mention that if anyone wants to say anything at any point. Please, as usual, uh, raise your hand and, um, you know, uh, ask to, to speak. Uh, I mean, it's not like I have a problem talking about being for, for eternity, but uh, uh, after all, it's a party and uh, we're, we're all here together. So um, one of the points that I think, um, like in terms of privacy, like when we started back in 2018, 19, um, it was mostly about transactions, right? So the, our early kind of competitors in terms of the technology was uh, like Monero and Zcash and the other protocols, Dash, I think was considered a privacy coin back then. But the idea of privacy was mostly about kind of sending funds from one wallet to another. But then as the industry uh, developed and DeFi became more and more kind of uh, central um, and most of the transactions today, I believe are related to DeFi in some way. So the entire concept of privacy also evolved and it became um, even more, I think, important from, from the way that crypto is used and integrated in uh, different products. But also on the other side, we see that the world today is kind of constantly attacking privacy. And I'm talking about uh, you know, governments, but not only, like everything is kind of trying to use technology to have more control, more dynamization, you know, more, uh, you know, ways to look into things that are yours and should be, you know, probably decided by you whether you want to show them or not. And we see this everywhere. Don't you agree? For sure. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know the exact details of this, but it was something on this note just yesterday or the day before that came out. And it was with that, like declaring 10,000 
dollar transactions and crypto or something like that. I think it was for U.S. citizens or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a new legislation in the U.S. that requires you to report any crypto transaction above ten thousand uh, U.S. dollars. Yeah, and and this is similar to like if you fly on a plane and you carry ten thousand dollars or whatever, you have to declare it in the airport and that kind of stuff. But I mean, at least from my understanding, that's been around for like quite some time. I'm sure, this new legislation is kind of more specifying it for crypto, but but ten thousand dollars now is not what ten thousand dollars was. 10, 20 years ago. No, that's for sure. I mean, the war on cash, like governments trying to control cash transactions, it's, it's not new at all. It's something that's been going yeah. on for many years. But the point is that uh, the technology is kind of um, being um, actively appropriated to make your life less private. For sure. Yeah. Instead of you know, maybe the opposite. And uh, uh, one of the, I think, uh, key uh, examples of that is CBDCs, where, yeah. you know, like, you cannot even buy, you know, a, a chewing gum without, you know, the government or whomever being able to, to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you buy chewing gum in, in Singapore, then you probably can't buy anything after it. Oh, really? I I, I think that Chewing gum is illegal in Singapore, but I maybe I just made that up. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think you have to swallow it or something after you. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so having said all that, like I mean, in, in this, even in this specific like area, I think that um, privacy enhancing technologies and uh, Beam, I think, is a great example. Um, but not just Beam, like all of the uh, different tools that uh, allow you to be in control of the information that you know, you disclose about yourself, about your identity, about your financial transactions. And I'm not even talking about crazy things like this world coin or whatever that are scanning your eyes for, for money or something. So I think these technologies uh, are essential for, you know, your ability to live your life in this new, very, very digital and very uh, technological space. And, uh, I really, I'm really glad that we uh, are working in this space. I think it's very important, and I think we're doing a great job of not compromising. You know, not doing all of these uh, partially, you know, private transactions or like kind of disclosing or allowing others to spy on you. Uh, I think it's important, and uh, uh, this is one of the things that we will definitely continue to do going forward. Um, Okay. Wow, we have a lot of people here, which is amazing. Welcome, everyone, wherever you are. Thank you for joining us on our celebration of our fifth birthday. So, uh, speaking of fifth birthday, uh, there are several interesting events that are going to happen in the next, um, like in the very near future. So, let's talk about them. So, one of them is uh, the second halving which is going to happen in uh, several days. Um, in the article that we're going to publish right now, there will be an exact block. Um, but it's, uh, I think it's on the 7th or 8th of, of January. And uh, it's second halving because the first halving was actually after one year. So that's uh, a little bit different from uh, Bitcoin, let's say, that has halving every four years. Our first halving was after one year and then every four years. So one year and then uh, now, this year. And it will reduce the uh, emission of beam uh, by half, which means that every block there will be not 50 like now, but rather 25 beams, new beams created. Um, and in total, as you know, beam supply is limited and capped uh, to, uh, I think it's like 262 million, 800,000, something like that. Um, the reason for this strange number, by the way, a lot of people ask me and like in, in the community in general how this number was created, but it's just uh, because uh, unlike Bitcoin in Beam, it's uh, one block per minute, and this is the amount of minutes in, in the schedule. So, uh, you know, blame the clock, don't, don't, don't blame us for a non-round non enough number. 
Yeah, I I do always actually when I'm thinking of the the total supply, I always get the all of the following numbers after two confused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we probably have it written somewhere, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a, a, an important event uh, because uh, it reduces the supply and uh, kind of indicates uh, maturity. Oh, here's Lolly. Hi, Lolly. Hi there. <laughs> don't Hello, don't want time. to interrupt you, so uh, com complete your thoughts first. <laughs> No, no, we're, we're speaking of, uh, you know, exactly your topic, mining and halving, so you're just on time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's start with some congratulations. Congratulations, Beam. Uh, man, five years. And, well, also kind of happy halving. It's, it will come soon. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty amazed how, how fast this time fly by i mean uh, we're living today in a completely different world than in 2019 it has so much stuff happened in between but uh, let's say i i, I can re remember this network start really as it was yesterday i mean my journey with beam just to speak shortly of it um started much more closely to the network launch than you uh, used it i mean uh, I, I did join the team just this like three weeks or so before the actual network launch when a uh, guy first time contacted me in, uh, in Discord, I guess it was, and uh, asked me if I'm available <laughs> to write some uh, Equihash miner with uh, not yet realized parameters. And I really remember how, how quite of a, a tough time it was for me uh, doing this over Christmas, <laughs> but completing it in time and actually I wasn't online when the network started uh, because we had a family birthday just a few days be before um, before today. And yeah, we had a house full of guests, so had had a birthday party at our home. And a little bit later, like exactly now, five years ago, so at 8 p.m. or something like that, I finally uh, was done with all the cleanup and then uh, went to my computer and... Uh, I, I still still can remember how astonished I was when I first uh, opened up this Explorer and yeah, and saw the numbers and thought that can't be. Yeah, and then contacted you guys and you all say, well, it is real. <laughs> and I've been e even more people mining on, on our reference software we created um, than uh, people that used uh, my own software before. So that was re really complete new dimension for me. And uh, yeah, it was very exciting, so to say. Um, but also a very successful network launch. We had no big downtime since then. Uh, we had really super smooth um, forks, both with proof of work, but also with feature upgrades. Uh, that came steadily since this day uh, five years ago till now. And, um, well, I just can congratulate the whole team for always keeping up the quality that high, always testing it up that well that uh, we barely had any issues with Beam at all. Well, but also congratulations for keeping up the um the privacy aspect and everything related to never do any compromise on this one um yeah you already mentioned it privacy at the moment um at the moment has bit difficult standing um i mean we we feel that mostly well the elephant in the room is the price yeah because of exchanges uh sometimes delisting privacy projects and so on but well in my opinion, society develops kind of in in um, in waves. Yeah, you have some some times where things are more regressive, and then some more progressive again, and then more regressive again. At the moment, we are in a phase where privacy uh, isn't kept very high in, in standard in in terms of uh, all the the governance and regulation. But I think. 
with all those repressions we see worldwide, the demand is still there. And so there's a demand for Beam. Uh, having all of these features it has uh, in, in a complete private domain, which is just awesome. And one aspect I, I'd like to emphasize that uh, was not mentioned yet, and that is uh, the incredible scalability uh, we have with the Member Woman protocol. Up to today, it, it really is possible to run a Beam node on a very weak computer on, let's say, a bit pimped up Raspberry Pi with some strong SD card maybe, but that's it. And yeah, you just need to keep that in mind. To get perfect privacy, you must be able to run your own node. And let's be serious. Look at Bitcoin, look at stuff like Ethereum things that are not so much private as um, uh, as Beam, but that are really hard to install nowadays on your own machine because the system requirements have, have skyrocketed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really beyond that, what a normal machine can do. Yeah, And um, they're turning more and more into centralized networks. And um, so if, if we look how Beam does develop, we can be sure uh, if we meet again in five years, we still can say, well, this thing here scales. And we still can install our own nodes. We still can run all that stuff ourselves. We don't need to rely on centralized um, servers and services. And that's, in my opinion, very, very important aspect of the whole thing. And therefore, keep up the good work, keep up the network. Uh, we're doing well. And if I haven't a wish open that I'd like to see. Uh, let's say when we talk again in five in five years, I'd like to see a little bit more integration and more applications for laser beam. <laughs> that is one of those aspects where I, I really was happy when it got integrated, but I still feel a little bit sad because it's still uh, only in this comment line tool. But it's a, a great thing to work with, and I'd like to see it uh, being used more. So. Okay. So, so far yeah, for my words. Absolutely. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for being here and for taking the time. And, uh, you know, it's great. And uh, I mean, uh, it's really hard to over, you know, uh, emphasize how much you saved our ass in those early days when we didn't have a working uh, miner like three weeks before the launch. So you really saved us back then. And uh, amazing work on Beam Hash 3. I still think it's. It, it, absolutely amazing development and uh, every time i talk about it i'm like really proud that we have our own bespoke algorithm that you developed which works so well and so efficiently um so yeah thank you very much for being with us all the time and by the way what you said about running your own node i mean it's 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 really important uh that every desktop wallet that you download can run its own node uh and it doesn't require kind of uh, too much resources from your machine or too much space. And um, speaking of which, uh, one of the things that we did uh, in the last month, and we actually released an official uh, version earlier today, is a new Beam desktop wallet, the 7.5, which improves on many, many different aspects. And one of the most important ones is that uh, you can now start it seamlessly and connect to a remote node and then synchronize your own node in the background. So new users don't have to wait uh, for hey, the that, entire That's cool. That's really uh, cool. You have to try it out. It, it's, it's a major improvement, long time coming, um, but uh, now it's here. Uh, it also supports multiple accounts. So you can create, like take several seeds uh, if you have them and just add them into the wallet. You don't have to resynchronize and it switches uh, seamlessly. Uh, because of this cool feature that Vladi developed where you can set, have several uh, owner keys inside the node at the same time. And uh, it also switches between blockchains. So we have the mainnet and we have the dubnet. Uh, so the kind of, if you want to play with kind of new applications or just play money so you can switch to dubnet and experience the new things or just switch to mainnet back and then work on the real network. And this is just like one of the uh, several important things that we did. The other one, which is also important for decentralization, we got rid finally of this old uh, centralized list of applications that we had. So all of the dApps that you have right now are running completely inside the wallet. And you can install new ones either from 
just files that you can download or through our decentralized app store, which is a smart contract. Um, and uh, the applications themselves are stored on IPFS, so they're completely decentralized. And in fact, you can become publisher of your own applications if you want completely anonymously, which is something not really possible almost anywhere else. Um, I mean, not to mention the fact that we have uh, upgraded the UI, made it much more usable, uh, put the applications in front. Uh, so yeah, the 7.5 is there. Uh, we'll probably publish official tweet later today, but uh, it's already on the website. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Speaking of the website, uh, I would like to uh, thank again uh, Magic Potato for uh, updating the website and making it even better and smoother and faster. So the website actually looks really amazing. So even when you download Beam, uh, you are promised to have an amazing experience. There is a built-in verifier that verifies that the binaries are really uh, matching the uh, checksum. So it's, it's, it works really well. So thank you, Magic Potato, as well. Um, cool. Yeah, so we talked about the halving. We talked about the 7.5. And I think uh, next on the list is uh, uh, end of Treasury. Right, Gus? This is a big one, right? Because uh, <clears throat> obviously with the first halving four years ago, this halved for obviously the emission in, in total and, and thus half the Treasury from the first year. And after this halving, instead of it halving, well, uh, it will go to zero, right? Yes. So yeah. the, not not the emission. The emission will continue, yeah, but the sorry. treasury, yes, the treasury will end. Um, so for those who are new so or, in, yeah. In, interesting side aspect. So in fact, for the miners, it's not really a halving. <laughs> yes. For for, for the ordinary ones, because, well, we're having the block reward, but the block reward then will go fully to the miners. Exactly, exactly. Just to explain if, if some people are new here what it means. So uh, when BIM started, uh, we had several options in terms of how do we want to finance this project. Uh, we could do an ICO, theoretically, not really, because it was no longer 2017, it was 18, but uh, there was this ICO model. So the ICO model is great because you get all the money uh, and then you just go to some island and forget about uh, you know building the thing that you got the money for. So we didn't do the ICO. So what we did instead was uh, we had this uh, kind of special treasury part that 20% of each block reward went into treasury. And this treasury was... Uh, kind of allocated across five years. And this actually created a very good alignment of incentives for everyone involved, for the team, for the early investors, um, and for the special foundation account that uh, got a very big part of this treasury and then took over when kind of the company ended, like the first initial company that was started when Beam only uh, like raised the initial amount. So. These five years are coming to an end, end of this month. And what it means that, as Lolly said, miners are getting the full 100% of the mining reward and not the 80% as before. And it also means that uh, the treasury account is now kind of complete and all of the beams that were uh, supposed to get in there are, are there already or will be there by the end of this month. Um, which brings us to the question of Okay, so how like how is it going to work moving forward? And a lot of people are asking about how developers are paid today and how they're going to be paid after the treasury ends and how it is going to work in general. And so one of the things that we're going to uh, do in the beginning of 2024, and it's something that uh, we started way back, is the transition to the DAO, DAO governance. So once uh, we have set up this uh, uh, DAO kind of uh, application, DAO contract, uh, which created the BMX, BMX is a governance token on the BIM blockchain, not to be confused with any other BMX you might have heard about. This is the BMX on BIM, and it only exists on BIM. It's not traded on Binance. We will get to Binance in a second. But uh, the idea of BMX is to be able to govern our DeFi ecosystem. 
So all of the applications that are currently running on Demo, most of them are generating revenue into the DAO vault, and the holders of BMAX can vote on distribution of this, uh, of this treasury and also on important decisions on BIM. And for that, we have an additional application, which is called the voting, the BMX DAO voting application. Now, all of these things were created. They were rarely used. The rewards were not distributed. So all of these things, they exist in an infrastructure kind of state. And what we need to do is to finalize this transition process and make it much more like part of our daily lives. And I want to say a few things like about why I think it's going to, to work well. So yes, we need to do some technical steps. We need to move all of the remaining beam from the foundation accounts into the, into the DAO vault. We need to set up the mechanism to distribute them as bounties for specific development tasks, which is kind of what was happening anyway during the last, I would say, year or so, even maybe more, uh, because of the relatively low price of beam and uh, because of... Uh, uh kind of th there was no uh, like real sources of income uh for, for the last year so most of the developers were either working for free uh especially the original team uh, or for uh, relatively small bounties that were allocated for specific tasks and that was done in kind of discussions with the community but it wasn't formalized completely into a DAO governance process and this is one of the key goals for the beginning of the year is to make it work as a proper DAO. So we do have the forum where these suggestions are raised. We do have the discussions in Telegram and in the forum and many other places, but we need to finalize this last step of kind of creating a bounty, allocating it, monitoring it, and making it work as a proper DAO. So we have all the tools. We just need to finalize them, combine them, and, and use them. But one thing that I think happened over the last year uh, or, or, or even kind of yeah, a year and a half maybe, is that the community, uh, which was always amazing, uh, but I, I think we really have now um, a, a working community. I mean, not just kind of, you know, we always had a lot of love and support, but I think that this process of discussing decisions and uh, uh, talking about things and raising, you know, questions and answering them, I, I think it, and, and I mean, you know, you can disagree or you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel personally that it's working really well recently. And a lot of, yeah, go ahead, Gus. I was just going to totally agree with you. Yeah, I, I think it, it's kind of uh, organically developed. And today, I mean, f first of all, I feel that a lot of things that somehow we, you know, uh, as an original team, we don't do or drop or whatever, we miss something. Like uh, there are always people who can, uh you know pick it up and help and remind and organize and uh, uh i think it, it kind of shifts like the, the the process uh of, of developing beam in general and making decisions it shifted and it continues to shift into a more um kind of decentralized in a way uh process so it, it works really well and i'm really glad that it does because today I feel completely confident and relaxed, you know, for any almost any decision to be made completely and openly and, you know, from the very beginning to the very end, and it works. And that's why I think that once we have all of these tools uh, built and completed, this process will be just, you know, become DAO governance as it really should be. Yeah, I feel like the the general shift or the general theme has has been a shift from like more centralized to to very decentralized uh, in general. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's really working. So this is like one of the key goals and key um, things that we're going to do in the beginning of the year. Uh, Amir is also here, and he's like. He really wants to complete this because it's been like, you know, uh, something that we wanted to do for a long time and it got postponed because of many external and internal reasons. Uh, but now I think it's a great time to finish this transition and uh, uh, consider it like move everything on chain as much as possible. We have all of the uh, all of the infrastructure for that. So, yeah, I think I think we can do it. Um, 
so yeah so the the even though the uh, <laughs> uh treasury is going to end uh, i i think it's uh uh, it will not change things in any major way, neither in terms of the speed of development or things that we're doing. And uh, um, I think it's just going to be, uh, you know, the, the next step forward, um, just another milestone that we go past and move on. I think that I think that the end of the Treasury is coming at like a very good time given what you just mentioned about like the the community kind of stepping up in the last months and 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 years actually to, yeah. to kind of take on more stuff uh and and so it's almost like a it's a very fitting timing in my opinion for the treasury to come to an end and and move forward in a in my opinion far more like bullish sense and in terms of community uh development and and kind of extension of of what beam is at the moment i totally agree i totally agree even though next time i'm founding anything i will raise like 300 million and not six but that's another topic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, we, we could have built even more that's what i'm trying to say um but uh okay so uh, now that we covered like the the upcoming events of, of this month um i think that uh, uh in terms of the strategy or like as i said we're, we're just getting started in many many different ways but uh and we talked a lot about uh new kind of technology technological developments during the recent months uh the evm is one of the things that we mentioned a lot but in general i think that uh, our key goal for 2024 is uh, while we are uh, still what we are i mean not changing and, and i think it's an important um aspect of our kind of um, uh, value in general is that we are layer one confidential by default blockchain with smart contracts and we bring all of these benefits without changing our basics and, and our fundamentals uh, try to find uh, much better ways to uh, integrate to build new applications and to use all of the technologies that we have today uh, to provide more value uh, in terms of like privacy and crypto for as many people as possible and together with that we will also get awareness and uh, increase our audience and increase kind of the the uh, you know, amount of people who are using Beam. So this is, I think, the most uh, the most critical, uh, I would say, kind of goal that we need to uh, strive to achieve this year. Um, so it's kind of uh, several different, uh, uh, you know, big topics that we need to tackle separately, right? Uh, as everyone who has been here for a while knows like one of the things that are always mentioned uh, when we talk about beam is like lack of marketing or marketing or pr or in general awareness and kind of getting the word out i think that we've been doing a much better work uh, recently both on twitter and uh, elsewhere but we need to step it up even more there are a lot of interesting opportunities to talk about privacy and we just need to continue using them to you know bring our point uh, because after all, um, we are very well positioned in terms of in the privacy space, at least, right? Like in terms of the protocols that are competing with us and exist with us. Uh, I think we can cooperate with some. I think we can compete with others. But I think in general, when we uh, take a kind of uh, you know, step by step comparison of being uh, to other projects in this space, I think we're in a great position and we need to continue stressing that and Kind of show, showing what we can do. Uh, one of the interesting examples was, uh, I think, about a month ago, where we had this pump that suddenly brought a lot of attention to Beam, and we were completely ready. Like everyone who came and saw what we have to offer, uh, was pleasantly surprised, to say the least, if not amazed at amount of capabilities that we bring. And this is good. This means that you know, when we are put to the test, we're always up there with the best of the projects in the space. And uh, we will continue to be and to start to be in this in this position. Uh, and it's just about finding more opportunities. Um, 
as organic as possible, but you know maybe we do need to invest some funds from from our treasury or kind of allocate some resources to uh, do some paid activities as well. So this is like one of the one of the points that we're going to be discussing in the beginning of 2024 and onwards, in addition to all the technology. Um, also growing the community in general. So I feel that there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who have been with Beam for a long time and we have an amazing community uh, in general, like uh, international community, we have an amazing Beam Africa community, which does a lot of independent work as well, spaces and seminars about crypto in general and privacy in particular. And I think this kind of educational value of privacy is something that we can do more and better. And I see some uh, accounts on Twitter uh, that are doing this, like trying to kind of explain and uh, teach about the value of privacy and about the practical uh, implementations of, uh, you know, kind of how to properly use privacy technologies in general. So I think we can we can do that as well. Um, and try to kind of, uh, uh, you know, attract more people into this um, into our community through all of these funnels of kind of people who are interested in privacy, in crypto, or in, in the combination of the above. So that's kind of the uh, a little bit long of a speech that I made, but that's the idea that I have for moving forward with the PR and marketing. Absolutely, and there, and and like you said, there has been so much more in in the last month's activity from the community. Uh, I love DB's breakdown on the spaces, Magic Potato, the website, absolutely bang. I think it disappeared for a second. Are you still here, or am I? I guess the, you finished for all of us. <laughs> yeah, um, something happened. Uh, just very short. Unfortunately, I need to leave. Oh. What, what's mm. going on? Everybody okay then? Hello. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you again. Uh, unfortunately, I need to leave. So we just wanted to say enjoy the rest of uh, the evening, the day, the night, wherever you are. And yeah, keep spreading the love you have for Beam. And... Keep up the good work and hope to see you guys soon. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for joining. Have a great evening. <laughs> bye bye. Gas, everything is okay there? Or did they come for you in the middle of the space, which would be very unfortunate? Okay. Well, Gas is uh, organizing himself. Uh, Anyone wants to say something? Uh, I mean, and otherwise I will just continue talking about other things that we have on the agenda. Not too many, but uh, a little. I'm back. It seems I got cut off there for a second. Yes, you did. Yeah. I, I, I always worry. I mean, you know, London is such a... Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Treacherous. Oh, yeah. Actually, like, there's been a bit of a storm in, in the last couple of days. We lost oh, Wi-Fi and and even 5G at home. Um, did you catch anything I said or no? I kind of faded off into uh, this. I think you can start from the beginning. Okay. I was, all I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say too much. All I was saying is that like uh, there's so many wicked kind of efforts coming through from the community. Uh, DB, who's doing the breakdowns on the spaces and, and a lot of long-form threads on twitter magic potato absolutely smashed it with the website but also having fun on twitter spreading awareness and and getting the the beam word out there and so many more examples of this kind of collective effort in terms of marketing coming through from the community and and i look forward to to it being more kind of solidified uh focused and cohesive and in, in 2024 which it sounds like it's going to be yeah, no, that, that's, uh, I mean, it's amazing that like the community is doing a lot of things. Uh, I, I mean, at some point, uh, I, I it, it kind of feels weird to talk about the community because like, what's, what's the, like, who are, and who are we exactly? Um, you know, it's, 
yeah, I'll stop doing that. It, it will take me some time of doing this kind of being team and the community, you know, differentiation because it's just all of us. Yeah. Uh, and this is like one of the problems because like you just trying to list all the things that everybody is doing. Uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, we have a great speaker with us. Uh, he is my personal biographer, and he finds all the pictures where I'm smiling. Well done. <laughs> Valentin, yes, no. you may be on mute, which you can... Yes, you are on mute. You can... Yes. There you go. You are in me? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Right. It works? Yeah. Okay, Sam. Yes. Uh, I have a good um, good evening, um, BIM team. I have a question, and um, my question is, uh, what is GeekOrem? Involvement in BIM currently. Thanks. Okay, so uh, I, I will start the answer, but uh, if uh, Guy Korem uh, or Guy Korem uh, wants to correct me, he will do so as he's here with us. Uh, but um, uh, Guy, first of all, he is a close personal friend of mine and we've known each other for many years. Uh, I don't even remember how many, like 12 or 13 or whatever, 2007, I think. Go ahead, guys. Uh, just a moment. Do you hear me? Yep. Okay. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, it's um, very exciting times. And, uh, uh, Valentine, uh, nice to meet you. Um, I'm currently, I'm less involved in the, in the last uh, one or two years. I kind of uh, took a step back uh, due to personal reasons. And, uh, in the last uh, six months or so, uh, we relocated out of Israel, uh, and plus uh, two daughters that you might uh, hear in the background. So I'm um, following the project. Uh, we have uh, a kind of a conversation with, uh, with Romano, with Amir, with others, with, with Valdo, um, and uh, discussing uh, Possible strategy, etc. But I'm not involving in the day to day. Uh, uh, almost at all. So that's um, that's my current involvement. Um, my past involvement, I think, until 2021 was a much more uh, much more massive uh, from the inception until. Uh, one or two years ago. Yes, so I hope it answers the question, but uh, I just have to say that uh, the official title of Guy has and always will be Kaiser Soze, which is the person who is secretly behind everything and is involved in everything in that way or the other. And Guy is also a very uh, well-known person in crypto space in general, in Israel specifically knows a lot of people and uh, not only did he kind of start being, but also helped us a lot along the way and keeps doing so every day. So yeah, it's great the guys with us. Um, that's kind of the, the short of it. Okay. Yeah, I hope this answers your question, Valentin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. Uh, so thank you very much for, for, by the way, for, you know, tweeting about us and uh, being interested in the project. So you're always welcome to our community and ask questions uh, at any time. It's been great. Yeah. Gus, you're back with Wi-Fi? Yeah. I was a little bit short of breath last time I spoke as I, I had to quickly sprint up the stairs to to get a bit of reception, but I'm, I'm well and truly back now. And my breath is caught up. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, so um, uh, I don't know. I think, I, I think I'm out of, uh, you know, notes. Uh, we did talk about our history and what we did and what we're doing right now and where it's all going in the next year. Um, so unless someone wants to say anything else. And I know that there are a lot of people here, which I cannot see. I, I still don't know if I see just everyone who is listening, but probably not. 
Yes. I see. I see. I see a lot of. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, I have a question. Uh, what will the implementation of DRG Knight consensus protocol bring to individuals? Thanks. <laughs> okay. So, uh, great question. So, first of all, um, it, it it all starts again with with Guy Coram who wanted to have. Uh, uh, kind of a combination of privacy and scalability, but uh, for uh, historical reasons, it got kind of separated between two projects. So the, we got the privacy uh, in Beam uh, and uh, Caspa, uh, who implemented the uh, kind of Spectre and uh, later the Dag Knight, uh, which is the Dag-based consensus algorithms. They got the scalability, but uh, and Guy was involved in both projects, so there is kind of a relation between them. Um, but one of the things that we've been talking about for a long time, uh, I think over maybe two or three years, is that uh, uh, we could at some point consider uh, changing or adding some kind of a side chain or maybe changing the consensus uh, to, uh, to a DAG-based one, which will make be much faster in terms of transactions per second. So the key advantage of using these consensus algorithms is uh, speed like it's still proof of work but you can have a lot more transactions per second in than beam but beam currently has about 17 uh you know simple nimble nimble transactions per second which is uh, similar to ethereum but is definitely not enough for any major you know scale or applications or like with intensive DeFi usage as we can see with ethereum fees today and that's why all the layer twos are born and all of the other ideas but uh, we also need to um, kind of talk about the fact that uh, it's not a simple uh, switch. It's not a simple transition. Uh, first of all, uh, in terms of like finality and how the chain is built, uh, it's much more difficult to organize and sequence events. And that means that uh, all of the extensions that we are currently using for DeFi and smart contracts, they're not going to work exactly the same. Uh, we're also using... Uh, all kinds of interesting like protocols like fly client for faster synchronization, which is not going to work. So it's probably a good topic for another space, uh, kind of the less, uh, you know, birthday one, because uh, it, it's a good topic to talk about in depth. And I just don't want to go into too many technical details. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a great question. And uh, we will write it down and address it in the next one. So please join and we will talk about that again. Okay, thanks. Yes, Mr. Intern wanted to, somebody else wanted to talk, or did I miss? In, intern did have a question in the Telegram chat. <clears throat> Go ahead. Uh, Polygon bridge question mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so uh, it, it's it's uh, almost there. Uh, I mean, we are talking about the reverse bridge, the wrapped beam on Polygon. It's almost there. Uh, Amir needs to do some uh, technical things that he will do uh, the moment the rockets from you know, Lebanon stop, will stop falling on his house. Uh, so he will just handle that and it can be launched. Um, there is one interesting direction that we need to discuss probably off the space, but in the community uh, in terms of how exactly to do this launch, because uh, I talked with Mr. Ziderson recently. And uh, he, first of all, he sends his regards and congratulations to everyone. But he also said that he knows all kinds of interesting ways to launch on Polygon, maybe to do it with his previous projects, which is VirtuSwap, maybe to do it with all kinds of organizations that are doing these launches. So he had some ideas and uh, uh, we will discuss exactly what's the best way to launch. But in terms of the, uh, you know, the timeline, it's, it's basically one or two days away, just need some some technical things to be to be closed. Like technical, I mean bureaucratic, like generating some keys and stuff like that. Wicked. Yep. I have a, if there's no more questions from the community, I have a question that I think would be nice to, to end with. Go ahead. So today, obviously, is Beam's fifth birthday. Alex, I want to ask you, where do you see Beam and crypto in general on Beam's 10th birthday? Ooh. 
<laughs> this needs a space of itself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it's it's interesting because on one hand, I never saw myself here in the first place. I mean, like five years, it's longest that I've ever worked on any project in my life. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm a person who gets bored relatively easily. Uh, and uh, I mean, I, I've been in this... Uh, uh, business for about 20 years, like building all kinds of uh, software products for many different organizations. And I always left after about two, three years, sometimes months, uh, because, you know, I, I got usually bored. But um, BIM was like is the, still the longest kind of project that I've been involved with and will continue to be involved with for, for a foreseeable future. So it's very difficult to kind of say, wait a second, where are we going to be in five years? But there are two kinds of things that I think, um, look, looking at the, uh, you know, the trend or things that I see now. So first of all, there are several aspects that crypto, uh, like starting from Bitcoin, but also all of the other projects, many, many other projects that came after changed forever, is that the perception of money as it is, the speed of, like, I mean, no one who has ever sent funds uh, you know, over a blockchain, especially if it's faster blockchains like Ethereum or Beam, and then goes back to, I don't know, Swift or whatever they're using out there, you know, to send funds or banks. It's just incomparable. Like, I mean, it feels like the future. You click the button and then like a few seconds later, these funds are on the other end of the world. Uh, you know, nothing else works like that. Yeah. And... I think that this will never go back, right? So this this is something that uh, it's just too good to not to be you know used. Um, so that's like one thing. So in terms of the adoption, the adoption will come. Maybe it will be uh, you know from one types of organizations or users or the other. But uh, there is no like saying, oh, you know, actually, never mind. It's like the internet. You know, once you you, you get it, you cannot go back. And now, like when we think about the days, and I, I was there, I was alive back, you know, <laughs> when we didn't have internet. I'm like, what was I doing all day? Um, so that's the same kind of, you know, amazement. Like, how could we live without it? Uh, also, the middlemen, all of these people in suits and ties that are, you know, doing all these kinds of weird, uh, you know, moving papers from one place to another, crypto sauce all day. Uh, I am a very big fan of DeFi. Uh, especially because of the algorithms, the mechanisms, the, the kind of amazing protocols like MakerDAO that you can create a stable kind of liquidity or Nifrit, um, not to mention like Uniswap and the MMDEXs that you can trade without any centralized counterparty. I think it's amazing technology that will be developed and will be utilized. And eventually it will be uh, replacing the existing mechanisms uh, maybe not exactly in the way that we imagined, you know, being, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, maximalists of some kind, uh, but it will continue happening because it's just too, too, too good and too advanced and too kind of useful in general. And I think that uh, uh, privacy will find its way. Once again, it's not going to be as we imagined. The governments will not, you know, at some point in time, just say, you know what, never mind, you, you, you do you. No KYC, no AML. No, that's not how it's going to work. Um, adoption is going to be painful. It's going to be a lot of conflicts and, you know, negotiations. And uh, uh, just like as we see today, right, there are forces that are trying to keep things the way they are. And there are forces that try to change things. Uh, but eventually, I think this technology is too, uh, too interesting and too helpful to be just, you know, forgotten or put aside. And what we need to do as BIM, as a project, and what I am trying to do personally also, is to, to just be there, to work in this space, to keep building things, to keep looking what people really need and try to address those needs and you know, implement things that uh, uh, are useful. And uh, <laughs> in some way, that's what I see will happen in five years, right? In five years, we will just be better adapted, better suited, better implemented, use the latest technological advancements, uh, I don't know, better GPUs to mine, and better uh, cryptographic algorithms, and definitely better DeFi, uh, you know, protocols.
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, that's that's my take on it. And and like I I mentioned earlier, that it's hard to imagine we would be here five years ago. I'm I'm sure in five years we will feel the same about uh, where we were now versus where we are then. Totally. The pro- one of the issues that uh, with, with all of these things happening right now, like uh, all all over and uh, around me and around us, uh, the planning horizon is has become much shorter, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, so I, I mean, I know that tomorrow is Thursday, but that's, that's basically about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Living it it's... one day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Great question, Gus. Thank you. It's been uh, a good summary. No swear. I would like to thank Valentin as he inspired me. He had a tweet about exponential growth and, and how hard it is to kind of comprehend for humans. And and this is something that I think about very often. Uh, and, and also like Moore's Law saying that the exponential growth can can happen in technology and, and we often see it and even seeing it in crypto and, and with Beam. So very exciting, very excited personally for, for where we are and not five years, but in, in six months, one year, two years, and of course, five years down the track. Yeah. So I, I just want to say that it's like very, um, I mean, I, I'm really kind of uh, in, in this great position of uh, talking on behalf of, of BIM, like, you know, collecting all of these, like a lot of people wrote uh, to me also personally, uh, a lot of warm words for our fifth birthday. Uh, and it's great being here and presenting this this great project uh, from my position. Uh, and but uh, I mean, it's it, it's basically a lot of people who some of them are not here with us on the space, uh, scattered all over the world. Uh, we started as an international project, but <laughs> due to all kinds of events, uh, some of them not very pleasant, we have become even more international as the years passed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, today we have uh, BIM members, team members, community members, I think all, all over the globe uh, in many different countries. Uh, and it's amazing. So, yeah, thank you very, very much for everyone being here celebrating our fifth birthday. Uh, as I said, it's just the beginning and we have a lot of work ahead of us this year and definitely for the next five years as well, at least. Uh, so, yeah, thanks a lot. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah thank you very much absolutely Alex thank you on behalf of of all Beamers and and thank everyone for joining Um, we will be back next week with uh, oh will we have a space tomorrow Alex Uh, I think we will skip that one so we will be back next Thursday um, on our regular schedule if you have any questions before then, share them in the chat. We will be sure to address them. Um, and it's been a, a real pleasure, Alex. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks, Guy, Valentin, and everybody else. Thanks, Vladi, and have a great evening. Absolutely. And cheers to 2024. Oh, yeah. And thank you, Gus, for being here with us every week. No swear, I was a little bit quiet <laughs> over the holidays, but I'm I'm all holidayed out now. I, I think I'm tireder than when I'm not on holiday. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> the real work begins at enough is enough. Yeah, December. All right, guys, thanks so much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.